This is the ERP Advisor. Today's episode, a no-holds-barred summary of Oracle NetSuite. Thank you for joining us for today's webinar, a no-holds-barred summary of Oracle and NetSuite. Sean Windle is our speaker for today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. Sean has over 20 years of experience in the enterprise software industry, helping hundreds of clients across many industries with selecting and implementing a wide variety of enterprise solutions. His podcast, The ERP Advisor, has dozens of episodes with thousands of downloads and is featured on prominent podcast platforms such as Apple and Spotify. Spotify. On today's call, Sean will discuss Oracle's NetSuite offering and providing key insights into our experiences working with this vendor. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good, Juliet. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thanks so much for joining me today. You bet. Thanks, as usual, for having me and for your inquisitive questions. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so today we are covering Oracle slash NetSuite. Um, kind of the name is a little synonymous, like you can't say one without the other in some respects, yeah. right? Um, Oracle has been around for decades and has been a pioneer in the ERP space for years. And after acquiring um, and adding NetSuite to its portfolio, NetSuite has become Oracle's go-to mid-market software ERP solution. With that, um, Sean, can you talk to us a little bit about um, Oracle and NetSuite and the relationship between the two? Sure. Yeah, it's um, it's it's. I think the uh, it's it's sort of the. I wouldn't say the tale of two cities. That's a little too dramatic. But um, I mean, Oracle is you know billions and billions and billions of dollars, um, um, as a public organization for for many many years. Actually, I think in our research that uh, that we put together. Uh, you know, Oracle was uh, founded uh, a few years after I was born. So we'll, we'll leave a little mystery on right, right, right. how old Oracle and I are. <laughs> so Oracle's been around for a long time and really focused and, you know, really established around the relational database management systems um, of databases being able to track information, store information. And I mean, it's really pretty cool when we take so much of this stuff for granted today, like we don't even think about it, right? Like you don't think about the electricity when you flip on your switch, but you know, it's taken hundreds of years to get to that evolution. And we're 50 years in with ERP, right? Based a lot on the work that did Oracle, of course, the founder, Larry Ellison and the team did there. So, you know, when I think of Oracle, I'm, I feel like, yeah, like this is a company that has really like, you know, done the hard work, developed a whole new mindset around basically little minds, M-I-N-D-S-S. You can think about it that way. Like, how do you store information? Well, today we store information in a mind, right? We just know all that. But how does a business do that? Well, they would put it in paper, right? And then you have paper. Well, the mainframe systems came along and the mid-range systems came along. And so, you know, Oracle really saw this opportunity to say, hey, let's get off of cards where you have to write stuff, put it into an actual database system. And there's a lot more information that the real database administrator experts can tell us about that. But it's important for our discussion today because so you've got an organization that was built from the ground up as well as around other infrastructure tools. And that's Oracle, right? That's they've done that. And of course, they wrote um, their own ERP 
called um, uh, eBusiness Suite uh, mm-hmm. many, many years ago and did very, very well with that um, in the world uh, globally. And um, of course, as some of us, you know, old guys know, um, they've purchased uh, um, uh, PeopleSoft um, mm-hmm. years ago, as well as several other um, applications as well, right? So, so you've got this organization that's like all about enterprise software from the top level to the apps that companies and governments and nonprofits are using to run their books all the way down to the database layer and that. Then, like you said, um, several years ago, I think it was about 2016, I think you said that, yeah, that um, Oracle bought NetSuite. Now, along the same time as Oracle's building out here, you know, Oracle had two very important people. A lot of people came out of Oracle that are doing a lot of stuff in the world that are, that's really cool for ERP. I guess, including me, come to think of it. I didn't think about that, but I didn't, I didn't make it to the Oracle acquisition. I got to PeopleSoft. And and I didn't make it through. I was like, I'm out. It oh, didn't. Gosh. Yeah, there's a whole story there for another time. <laughs> that one's yes, gonna be big content, sure. though. <laughs> um, but um, so you've got Oracle that's developing, building, and then buying these these applications. You know, starting in the early 2000s, and then 2016 picked up NetSuite. But before that time, I know what I was gonna say. We had a couple really key people from Oracle go out and start their own organizations. One of them, of course, um, started Salesforce, oh. Benioff, Mark Benioff, mm-hmm. and then another um, started NetSuite, Evan Goldberg. So, so, and, and I think there was some early money as an investment that Oracle put into both organizations, oh. um, and mm-hmm. and that th- those investments definitely paid off. That's for sure. So, so all, from the beginning, right? Because if you think about it, cloud software is a cloud software solution or like an app is the best customer for all of the Oracle database technologies and the infrastructure tools that they support, right? And that they provide. As you have tons of users going into these apps, millions of transactions happening every second, literally, you know, like tons and tons of computing processing and things that are happening. So it makes total sense why Oracle was engaged even, even earlier with, with Salesforce and NetSuite, but then even especially purchasing NetSuite later. Um, big customer for Oracle, right? right. Um, but, but that's not the only reason, right? Oracle uh, really focused on enterprise organizations, larger organizations, and, you know, to do the mid-size organization and even, even small, medium-sized business. That was what the NetSuite strategy was all about. So that's why Oracle bought NetSuite. I think it's been very successful for them. Um, and it's good for us too, frankly, because like we know NetSuite's got pretty good backing. You know, it's pretty obvious. Um, so so that's been good. But then it was interesting in, in my career, after I left JD Edwards and then PeopleSoft, I worked for um, an accounting firm advising companies on technology, basically doing about the same thing. Yeah. And um, I came across NetLedger, which was the original name of, of, of NetSuite. And um, Evan and the team built it out as an ASP, which meant it was basically QuickBooks in the cloud. That was the mm. concept of what it was. Right. So are you still awake? I'm awake. I'm awake. Good. Okay, good. I'm making sure. On the edge of my seat. <laughs> oh, good. I love it. I'm so excited too. I know. Um, 
So, so then you have this net ledger, which is meant to be QuickBooks for ASP, which was what now has become cloud and subscription and multi-tenants offer as a service, da 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 da. Back then we called it ASP, application yeah. service provider. Um, but we did a couple of projects with with um, with with NetSuite with a partner in Denver, actually with a systems integrator in, in Denver. Man, it was awesome. It was great because it gave more functionality than a QuickBooks. It was in the in the cloud at ASP. Um, and good implementation people that really understood businesses. And it gave an organization the next level up of functionality around financials. But um, then I think as Rebecca, you know, who I always have to brag about, I love Rebecca, um, yeah, in her research and what we're seeing is, you know, in about 2002 was when NetLedger became NetSuite. So did it just evolve NetSuite. into NetSuite or was it, it bought? Was it purchased? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I have to I have to look back at that because in my own experience, I thought it was earlier that or later that became NetSuite. But that's around this time, you know, they're starting to get more market share, more R&D dollars invest back in the product and they start building out things like inventory. Mm. So now we're out of financials and into inventory. So it's not about the ledger anymore, it's also about inventory. I actually think that's right. I think yeah. I, I think that's right that Net Ledger, then Net Suite around that early 2000 timeframe. That's mm-hmm. a matter. So then you see, we saw Net Suite continuing to get developed more and more and more and more. And they made some key acquisitions along the way. Like, um, I think there was an app called, well, o- Open Air purchased Quick Arrow, which was a professional service automation solution we were working with. And then it got bought by Open Air, and then Net Suite bought Open Air. Um, and many other acquisitions. There's a marketing tool, marketing automation solutions. And, um, and then they also bought partner solutions along the way too, uh, to kind of build out this whole suite of solutions. So you could offer not just the financials, but the whole business, which is interesting for us because if that's the point where a vendor goes from a tier three to a tier two ERP, the tier threes really can only do like financials and then a little bit of something else, you know? Some of the legacy apps, some of the others, but you know, NetSuite's really solidly in that tier two because, shoot, I mean, we've got clients that are all the way from you know nonprofits, services firms, manufacturers, distributors, lots of high tech software companies, data centers. We got tons of clients that that can run that product and are because of its capability. It's a very verbose functionality. It offers that verbose functionality. We'll talk more about that, but but that's a little bit of background. And then, like I said, the acquisition of NetSuite, it was so funny. I was on a call with a bunch of industry analysts, um, literally, and and I'm like, I don't know why Oracle hasn't bought NetSuite yet, because the the Oracle track was to take the best of JD Edwards and PeopleSoft and EBS and fuse those together to create Fusion, right? Which was a brand new ERP platform. So it's Oracle Cloud Fusion, which is available today. Mm-hmm. I think that took a little bit longer than anybody expected. Um, and it really was geared towards a larger organization. So I kept looking at this like, you know, Oracle needs this mid-sized. It was about the same time we were reporting on the mid-sized enterprise needing better ERP solutions. And and I literally was on this call. And I said, I'm just surprised Oracle hasn't bought NetSuite. Boom, the next day it got announced. It's kind of cool. But um, still think Acumatic is going to get bought by somebody. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> anyway, 
um, the bottom line is then, um, you know, once we landed at Oracle, and Oracle's done a good job of keeping them separated as a global business unit. So they didn't necessarily integrate in development. And I'm sure there's been tons of integration in that that's occurred, but they've kept it as its own sort of separate business. Um, which I think has actually been pretty good because there's a lot of innovation. I've always loved NetSuite and working with the people there, um, especially sort of over the years, because they've been very focused on making sure they meet clients' needs. Now, they've gotten bigger. And Oracle does have, you know, a little bit of a reputation for being kind of hard. If they do, but the thing you have to understand about Oracle is they just want to make money. Not in some, oh, they just want to make money. That's terrible. It's like, no, 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 no. Like if you license 50 users and in the old Oracle, you could set up users above 50, like 75. Mm-hmm. So Oracle would come in and do an audit and say, okay, you owe us, you know, oh, some money for the 25 additional users. Oh, that's terrible. I don't know. You might like, okay, well, that's what the agreement says. So I have seen some discipline and rigor put in on NetSuite over the years that wasn't there um, right. after the Oracle acquisition, which I think has done really good for that, for that group. So That's like a whole 12-minute soliloquy on NetSuite. (laughs) Well, this is a huge topic, and they're a big platform with a lot of different offerings. And so I think um, it's great that you were able to narrow it down to just even that. So thank you. You bet. So um, can you talk to us a little bit about what they sell? And are there very specific industries that they tend to work better for than others? Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's evolved a lot. Um, actually, uh, at one point, we were working with uh, um, some, some folks that ended up creating what they called uh, sweet success. Mm-hmm. So, so NetSuite did a really good job of saying, okay, how can we make our implementations successful? Every single one of them. How can we make sure that our app, when it comes and is put in and installed for a client, that it has pre-configured logic to meet that industry needs or pre-configured dashboards or reports or analytics that meets a distributor's needs over a services firm, over a manufacturer, right? So they built these these sweet success bundles that would include base functionality plus some industry-specific functionality, which is pretty cool, really. I mean, it's a great program, frankly. Right. Um, So, you know, in terms of specific industries, um, it's almost easier to say what not industries, right? Because um, we actually just closed a lot of NetSuite deals here, right at their fiscal year end, and I don't even remember, right? We had a we had a kind of a a, a retail slash distributor, so kind of a consumer products company that designs and then um, has their own warehouse and fulfills orders. Uh, e-commerce, they have a lot of different things going on, right? So then we had a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good. We also had um, a manufacturer. Um, we had, I don't remember who else we had. It was so many. There were so yeah. many other things. So I'll go back and look at the list. But, you know, it's, it, that's the thing with, with this particular product is it's, it's so, it's built, I feel like if you look across the market and you, you really, you know, what are you not going to get fired for, right? I don't think I've ever, have I ever said that analogy? That's again, how old I am. Cause there used to be the same, like the eighties. I didn't start that early, but anyway, it was, you never get fired from hiring IBM. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that be. before. That's what it used to be. Right. Yeah. And, and the reality is NetSuite has become the, the standard really in the mid-market ERP space. So when we're working with private equity-backed companies, like that was one of the companies that just closed. Right. Oh, yeah, you know, we like NetSuite. And 
um, or you know, high tech software companies, um, even recurring revenue kind of companies that are really kind of complex, like transaction based stuff, like data centers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got some bolt ons and things that help in those areas. Um, so even projects, right? So it's it's a good platform for a lot of different industries. It doesn't meet everybody's needs, frankly, but but I mean, it really is a good fit for a lot of businesses for sure. Yes. What um, kind of partner ecosystem does NetSuite mm-hmm. tend to have? Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'll, you know, for, for, for everybody who's attending and um, for, for those that are listening here and have, have uh, put up with us through this vendor of ERP overview. I love it. I mean, you, you, yeah. you probably do too. We can talk. It's about been great all the time. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to throw in a little bit more on this one. Um, okay. So, so the, the, the vendor ecosystem for NetSuite is very interesting. It's good because I, what I see is you have to remember Oracle is about maximizing shareholder profit, not at the expense of quality or treating customers well. If you didn't have quality or you didn't treat your customers well, you would never be able to maximize your profit, right? So right. people think that that's, oh, well, they just want to make money. Yeah, thank goodness, because then they're going to do the right thing. Right. You, have you still to, have to perform, right? Or you got to perform. And if you don't, everybody's going to know it, and then they're not going to buy your stuff. So then that's shareholder right. profit goes down, right? Easy, right? You can tell them, I was an accountant in, in school, like maximize shareholder return. Anyway, um, but, but the thing about the, the ecosystem is, Oracle has one strategy with NetSuite, which is world domination. <laughs> I don't know if that's that. Uh, they probably could say that. that seems simple. Very, there you go, right? now. Um, I know Sam Levy's thinking that, um, but it's true that that the product is, like I said, it's, it's so malleable to these different industries and to different company sizes, right? Mm. So, so you can get NetSuite in at a very, very early stage. Now you have to remember, it's still a complex ERP. So I hate to say this, but there's going to be some effort required on the client side to implement this thing. Don't think you're just going to spend, you know, oh, $10,000 and I'm going to implement it and it's going to be fine. You're going to have to put some work into it. You're going to have to define your chart of accounts. You're going to have to define your item masters. You're going to have to define your project structure. All the normal things you have to do with an ERP anyway. But what I see from a partner perspective and even just a channel strategy is that um, Oracle is really trying to just dominate all of them. So Oracle sells direct. So Oracle mm. will sell direct to us. We have a great lady who's calling me um, who's pitching um, NetSuite to us. And she's great. Yeah. I mean, she sent a little uh, uh, like a like a Tumblr thing the other day and she's doing a really good job with it. You know, we run QuickBooks online. It's fine for us. I don't want to change her, you know, all that stuff. Right. But, you know, so we have we have like a, 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 a group of people that are really smart and really capable selling to organizations that are under 10 million in revenue. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of organizations, a lot. That's right. So they're they're like blanketing that market, right? Then there's sort of mid-sized companies, and there's corporate, and then there's even enterpriser. There's another team that sells to the bigger guys. So mm-hmm. so you've got sort of this direct sales effort that's really just trying to blanket the earth, basically, with we want to sell NetSuite. We know it'll work for your industry. 
Then you also have partners that sell the software too. And, and the partner strategy is different than NetSuite. They, they're, they're not going to blanket the world, but they're like, whoa, how do we differentiate, right? How do we make something different here so that we can offer something different than Oracle, um, Oracle Direct? And what they're doing, which is smart, is building out vertical and sub-vertical um, expertise so they can go not just to a distributor, but electronics distributor and say, we've dealt with things that you have to deal with, right? Um, situations that most um, industries don't know. And the general salespeople might not know, but these companies are getting more and more specific into what they sell, which is great. It's right. great, right? Mm -hmm. Then you also have partners that just do implementation. They're like specialists in doing implementations. So, you know, they're working very closely with, with the NetSuite Direct team, but also NetSuite Direct has NetSuite Professional Services too. So they can offer implementations as well. What you have to do to understand all this is you have to go up a couple levels again and say from the highest level, it's like, we want the world to use NetSuite. So, so while there's this, it's, it's a conflict mm -hmm. almost between the channel and direct if you ask, if you kind of exteriorize and look down, it's not a conflict from their perspective. These groups push each other. They actually make each other perform better. It's a, it's two terminals and you get power when you have that. I'm not going to get into all that stuff, mm. but it's kind of true that it's like, you know, like, uh, you know, you got, if you're single, you can do so much, but then if you're a couple, you can do much more in your life. So you right. get these, these different strategies that I think Oracle has just been a master of, of having this to be able to cover more of um, the planet for ERP. And I think they've done a really good job with it. Yeah. And does a company help? decide what, what feature they need or does NetSuite help a company decide what they need? Yeah, NetSuite does. NetSuite yeah. takes the time to really, and they've done, I think, really well with their suite success programs and some other programs to, again, say, hey, here's your industry. Here's our typical offering you know, here's how we can specify uh, or make it more specific to you. But then again, that's where a partner may come in who's who really has that micro vertical focus for food and beverage, for chemicals based companies, for hazardous uh, based uh, ingredients and that, you know, like we've got experts out there that have that specific experience. So, right. um, yeah, so it's it's good. It, it's It's a good strategy. It's different. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, depending on where you are in the food chain, you might hate it. Um, we've had to we've had to work through it for years. And finally, we, we, we're at the point where we fully understand it and know when to bring in what kind of a partner. But it is something okay. we say to our clients, like, look, you better you really need to know what your options are, because here is the thing, you know, especially where you're sitting in Denver, mm -hmm. you, know, you can throw a rock and hit somebody who knows NetSuite. And, and that is the case in most major North American cities, not just mm -hmm. the U.S., but also Canada. And even in Latin America, we know great partners down there. All throughout Europe, there's great partners. Um, even in sort of the, the Africa, even in Asia, there's really good partners, Australia, that, that have mm -hmm. taken this product and know the experience. Because that's the thing, right? You're not just buying software. Gosh, how many times have we talked about this? Right. You're not just buying software, but you are buying partners. And there's a lot of partners that are doing stuff with NetSuite right now. You can't beat that. Right. Well, Sean, what are some of NetSuite's most prominent features? Hmm. Um, you know, I, I would say uh, from a financials perspective, which is kind of the core, it's where it mm -hmm. started, right? Um, 
they've done a really good job of providing kind of that, um, you know, middle upper capability that a um, a larger organization is going to need around financial reporting. So mm -hmm. that could be things like multi-entity reporting, multiple legal entities, no problem, right? That's easy. And a lot of apps do that. But then there's some consolidation capability that has to come in. There's intercompany journal entries that have to be put together, right? There's eliminations and all that stuff. Then, then you know, if we have multiple entities, like a lot of our clients do, well, some of those entities are in other countries, right? You can have a European-based company that has entities throughout the world, right? It's like mm -hmm. a lot of Swiss, a lot of Swiss companies are like that. Um, so they have the ability to handle multi-company consolidation, um, or excuse me, um, um, currency translation, foreign currency translation, FX, and have done a really good job of automating that. Um, and even doing the OCI and some of the other capabilities around calculating what the transaction differences are between currencies. So we know what our gain and loss is on uh, currency translation. Um, and then, you know, kind of ultimately, even when you're in that kind of environment, you have to have different sets of books. Sometimes you could keep a set of books for, you know, your internal reporting, say it's, you know, gap. But then for each country, we have statutory reporting that's different. So we have multi-book capability. So that's the thing about NetSuite that I think has been really good over the years is that I've seen is they keep going deeper in these really core areas. Same thing with manufacturing. It used to be just basically whips and routings. You'd hear that everywhere. Work in progress and routing capability with bill of materials. But then they made a really good acquisition for advanced manufacturing and they're getting into more batch and recipes and process and <laughs> distribution, lots of complex pricing methodologies and capabilities, e-commerce capabilities that they've brought in. So it's good broad and it's good deep. I mean, mm -hmm. and you can see why, you know, we like this product, Julia, because you get a customer that has fairly complex requirements. And if you look at the competition, especially the newer guys, they might not go deep enough yet. They'll mm -hmm. get there, but not yet. Or we have other clients that need a little bit of customization or they have a, a really complex um, ecosystem for integrations with other applications. Um, that's what's really good in that area from a technology platform too. So the, the thing about it, I'm thinking of a, a person right now um, that, that NetSuite is, is really, really good at the more complex sort of implementations, but those are also the harder implementations. Right. Right. So the easier implementations might be a good way to build a business on. Um, but those easier implementations may be met with another product that doesn't go quite as deep. So it's it's this is why you have to evaluate and think through these different apps to figure out how much do we need here? How much complexity right. do we really need? Don't get too much, but don't get too little if you're growing, right? And That's then right. if you're growing a lot, like we just saw this in a client where we're like, I'm still not, I still feel like NetSuite's probably the right answer for that. We have to work through this, but they're, they're private equity backed 50 today, going to hundred million, going to 250. Oh, and wow. then the plan is to go up to a billion, right? Literally. And they're in a very, very hot area of the, the world for a very specific technology. And they're going for that bigger jump. They're going to go towards more like a tier one. And I look at the company and I'm like, man, there's not a lot of people here that are really going to be around to implement this thing and do the client side stuff. And we'll help them on the client side, but mm -hmm. you don't want four or five of my guys doing all this. That's too expensive. Like the client has to take some responsibility here. 
And I'm not sure they're going to be able to do it, right? And that's, again, another benefit of NetSuite is the deployment's pretty light, meaning, you know, you sign a contract and your instance just pops up the next day. It's like a mushroom. Where'd that come from? You know, but you still have to configure it, of course. So the technology um, support for NetSuite, too, is pretty reasonable, right? I mean, there might be some stories and we'll probably hear them from people like, oh, my gosh, NetSuite was so complex. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I can show you complex if you want right. to see complex. So right. that's again that kind of balance around that product and where it comes from. Yeah. Well, you touched on this um, briefly, but how customizable is NetSuite if you need it to be? And, you know, through this vendor series, we've touched on other um, software platforms that, you know, are gigantic and people tend to buy it and grow into it? Like with NetSuite, do you just buy what you need at the time and then have add-ons and optimizations or what have you? Um, how customizable and flexible is it? Yeah, you know, it's 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 on the upper end of flexibility. And 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 I would say that it's um it's more on the sane customization side mm-hmm. versus the insane side, right? Um it's funny, I've been I've been uh, looking up a lot of words and I'm thinking about the Latin so sane versus insane, insane, right? Like you want sane, you want sanity. Um, and NetSuite does a really good job with that. We've had many clients um, that, uh, I mean, all the way from mining companies to data centers to uh, construction companies mm-hmm. that maybe the product out of the box isn't perfect for their industry, but the application is malleable. It can be configured. It can be customized to meet these needs and the way NetSuite works as a multi-tenant software as a service solution, you're going to get the upgrade. Right. It's going to happen. And so when that upgrade happens, you, of course, need the regression test to make sure that your customizations aren't going to get broken. And NetSuite does a really good job of communicating, hey, this is here. We're going to set up a sandbox for you with your code. You go test it and then confirm when it's ready. But we are going to migrate you by this day, but we're going to give you plenty of time. It's totally fine. Um, but but the the customizations within the product and the tools that you can use to customize or extend or configure, whatever you want to call it, are very, very flexible. So you can build out apps on NetSuite. You can do that on multiple products, but but it's it's a lot easier on the NetSuite platform. And I think Acumatica is probably another one too. The newer ERP platforms are a little bit more geared towards the, you know, I wouldn't say no code. Um, but less code to actually configure or customize, um, I should say, a solution specific to them. There's like there's apps like Nextworld that are kind of the next level on that. But but I think NetSuite really has a nice broad capability because it also has basically its uh, Suite Script. Um, there's actually four or five different kinds of tools. There's the workflow tool, Suite Flow. Everything starts with Suite. That's how people software is. There's people stuff, like people tools, people toys, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so, you know, you have a, a nice platform there on the on the NetSuite side too, which again is really, really good for a customer that's like, I'm growing and I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And I really don't want to get off this thing. I don't want to take the time to slow down my business to get off the ERP. Well, you know, that's often why we say and, and select NetSuite because of that flexibility and the additional modules, especially around e-com. There's an HR solution. You know, again, I mentioned this marketing CRM comes baked into NetSuite. You kind of get that for free. Of course, you got to pay for the users. Right. But, um, I mean, you pay for it as a big bundle. But, you know, there's just more of that, that tool that um, or the, the functionality that's all there to use. Yeah. It almost seems like um, NetSuite is 
the more approachable type um, software platform. If you're a business that you're not quite sure what you need and it's maybe not as intimidating as one of these gigantic software platforms that we've talked about. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely true. There's no question about it. Now, over time, this is a warning for anybody at NetSuite, right? That's listening to the call. There are competitors that are coming online that are Mm -hmm. getting more market share that are even more approachable. But how deep do they go, right? So, you know, it really is like... I mean, I've been doing this for 25 years. That's my first project was developing in COBOL. Actually, it was this cool strategy project where I was like part of this team that I had no, like I should not have been there, but I was like the PowerPoint guy, the accountant guy on it. Right, Um, right. But we were doing this whole strategy for this telecommunications company and how to, you know, rationalize all. It was amazing. Then boom, I went and did COBOL programming. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that was enterprise systems. All of it's been enterprise systems that I've worked in. And, um, you know, the, the reality is that this solution is approachable. It is. Mm-hmm. But it's not for everybody. If if you have a relatively simple business, I mean, look, QuickBooks has millions and millions of customers, right? That's right. Does every QuickBooks customer need to move to NetSuite? Not necessarily. But you look at my business, our business, Juliet, right? And we use we use QuickBooks. We use Mavenlink, which mm-hmm. is now called Quintana something X, um, which uh, got purchased. So it's like, hmm, what's going to happen with that? I mean, at least I know NetSuite has SRP, service resource planning in it already. Mm -hmm. That's the other. So you can see how uh, there's a little bit of risk when you're working with the littler guys. There's just a little bit of risk, right? And and when when you get big enough where you're like, I can't have that risk in my business. Anybody who's looking at going public, you know, um, and NetSuite certainly is very vocal about this, that, you know, the majority of the tech companies that have gone public in like the last five years have been on NetSuite. Oh, interesting. I didn't and know that. And that means a lot. Like a friend of ours, we actually did a project for him and he sold his company and he was talking about, you know, he had to pay a gazillion dollars to get his his system um, audited, right? And we, we helped him and he selected NetSuite. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a, a software company down here in Florida where, where we're at right now. And, um, you know, it means something when you're on NetSuite. It also means something when you're on QuickBooks. Right, right. <laughs> so there's a time and a place for the solution for sure. Now, then again, you might get some innovative person, unlike us, um, that, that's like, hey, you know, I want to get into this solution now and then I'm going to grow with it. I, I, I can see the benefit even for us because now we have all these best of breed tools that we have to integrate and we have to figure out how we're going to get data back and forth. And Erica, as you know, is like, ah, you know, with uh, trying to get the, the, uh, uh, the time entries from uh, Mavenlink over to QuickBooks. And then we send those as an invoice. It works fine. Thank God. Right. Oh my gosh. But it didn't before. And we had to work through that. Whereas if you're in one package and you have a suite of functionality, you don't have to deal with those integration issues, but maybe you're getting bigger and you have to have, you know, integrations, right? Mm-hmm. And therefore you pick up a platform that has that capability. So the, I, what I'm trying to say, ultimately, if anybody stayed on the call this long with me blabbering, um, <laughs> is, you know, NetSuite is a really good product for the evolution of a business. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into it early, do it, fine, right? You're mm-hmm. going to pay a little bit more. It's a little bit more complex than you wish it was. I guarantee it. 
but yeah. it's going to be true. Fine. But you suck it up. You get into the product, minimum viable product. You don't have to implement the whole thing. Just mm-hmm. get what's basic set up, right? Then you can grow with this product. And it's, it's again, it's not like you buy this thing and you stick it over on the shelf and you think about it 10 years later, right? Don't do that. Especially right. with a package like, like, like that's It's like buying a uh, I can't even think of an analogy because you can add and add and add and add and add to it, but you also need resources that know what they're doing. Again, good partners. I think the account management group at NetSuite's pretty good. I think mm-hmm. they care about their customers. You can always call those guys and gals and say, "Hey, I, I'm thinking about really putting CRM in place. I know I have it, but I'm going to, you know, really go that way. What do I do?" Right? There's a lot of help and support for that. Mm-hmm. So, Sean, from your experience of working with our clients, um, can you talk to us about why you think NetSuite tends to win over their competitors? Yeah, for sure. It's a great question. Um, I mean, I've talked about a lot of it already of kind of we'll start at the bottom <clears throat> technology platform that if we have a client that's going to do complex integrations, NetSuite's really hard to beat because it's not just about the technology platform of NetSuite itself. Mm-hmm also about the partners that do the integrations and they have great partners that do integrations. So starting at the bottom level, right. And then you can also scale it. Like we have a client, uh, we had a client that um, at, um, you know, in the busy season around the holidays would do like 2 million transactions, like a day, small e-com transactions, but it go into NetSuite. Wow. So the other thing that's a benefit of NetSuite is that it can scale the technology platform, the performance and the um, basically the server, like the actual kind of physical like like engine that sits underneath NetSuite can actually scale up and you have to pay more, but you can do that. So technology platform, you know, let me just do this is good and, and mm-hmm. it's good. Then the feature functionality, like I said, good for specific industries for sure. And then can go down even deeper. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've seen that. Um, Like we have a client right now that's a construction business. And the construction world is very, very interesting because there's some really good construction sort of legacy applications Vendors that have been working on construction for a long time. They know the ins and outs of construction unequivocally. But the platforms need a little bit of refreshing. <laughs> we have one especially, and I will not name names. No, no. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. We basically rewrote their agreement to make it a cloud-based solution, even though they had a cloud-based solution. Anyway, um, but, you know, that's an industry that's deep in functionality with these apps. But our client is really tech savvy. like And their customers are really tech savvy. So we're looking at it like we're going to look at the, the the legacy applications, but we also really have to look at a platform like NetSuite because it's a platform solution on the technology side. Omnichannel is a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. customers, um, you want to be able to interact with your customers a million different ways. NetSuite has that kind of capability built in. Whereas some of our other legacy apps, again, not naming names, really don't. They've had to layer it on later. And their fundamental paradigm that they built the the app around just doesn't it just doesn't gel right. Um, and then I, I guess the last thing I would say too is um, I, you know I I really do look towards my job in the firm right now is I kind of like vet out the vendors right the team puts together the shortlist and I'm like oh this vendor they're not doing this or yes they're doing that or this implementation part of this or that like I, I mm-hmm. I'm like okay this is who we're going to go with for the selection. 
Um, and in the NetSuite world, there's just a lot of good partners that you can go to. And, and even, you know, going to direct NetSuite, their professional services team, we've done a ton of work with them over the years. They've got great teams that really know certain industries, especially services, their, their projects people, their professional services, professional services people are really mm-hmm. strong. So a lot of capability there as well. So those are some of the reasons that like, it's like, okay, this is a no brainer. Pricing is a little bit higher than some of the other guys out there. Some of the newer competitors for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you're looking at, you know, automation, that's going to save you adding like even five people into the future, you know, at a hundred thousand dollars, fully loaded costs, that's 500 grand, right? Like, That's costs you avoid by getting the software, like suck it up. <laughs> You're, it's going to be beneficial that way on top of the additional sales and everything else you can do. So right. the pricing isn't so extreme that they're going to price themselves out of deals. And I always say this to the NetSuite people, that if you're talking to a client that is that focused on price, you're probably going to lose because there's a lot of lower vendors that can come in at a much lower price than NetSuite. But do they have that technology platform and the integrations and the ability to scale? Do they have the future functionality specific to the industry? They might have that. But do they have like a lot of manufacturers are becoming services firms. They offer services or distributors are becoming manufacturers. Can they can these other guys do that on their platform? Sometimes they can't. Right. Right. Um, and then ultimately, you also have to look at the partner channel, too. So those are some big differences. right there. Yeah. Well, I you started uh, with my last question is. If a client is looking in NetSuite, what can you or what can they expect to see from NetSuite's pricing? Mm. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. Um, it's pretty effective. Mm. It's pretty effective. I, I, the thing I like about their pricing models, it makes sense. Um, some of the vendors, again, without getting into too much, it's like you're going to price my software based off of my employees. I won't say who. Or um, you're going to do it off of my number of transactions. I don't even know how many transactions I'm going to have. Or, um, wow, it's only just per user. There's, But NetSuite's, in my mind, and maybe that's because it's kind of what JDE used to do or people saw when I implemented those apps mm-hmm. back in the 90s. But I work with a lot of apps. I mean, we work with, I wouldn't say hundreds of vendors. We work with a lot of vendors. But the pricing makes sense. It's like this, you're buying a this, this they call it suite success cloud service, something. And here's what it comes with. Here's the modules it comes with. Then, um, you know, and again, without getting into too much specifics here, right. but then there's, there's users. There's a user cost that goes with that. So you sort of have modules, you sort of have users. And then maybe you want some more um, server capability, you pay for it. Maybe right. you want whatever more legal entities, wherever, you know, um, in other places, then you pay for it. Like it, it's, it's sort of a pay as you play kind of a concept, you know, the more you use, it's like, it's our lease for the office that, that you're sitting in, right? We mm-hmm. have to pay whether we're, you know, for the space that we have. And that's, I think that's what, what um, NetSuite's done really well is it's a very evident model. I don't think there's a lot of surprises for people. Like pretty straightforward. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's pretty yeah. straightforward. Yes. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. You, as always, share so much knowledge with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. And thanks for letting me go on and on and on. Erica, by this point, would be like, you need to stop talking.
No, I think it's great. <laughs> it's it's really it's been interesting to do this vendor series through the summer and just really get down and dirty with each of the vendors to learn more about them. And um, I think it'll definitely help our team, help our clients, our prospects. And uh, that's why we're doing this for sure. And even NetSuite, right? I mean, as yeah. we always say, I, I, I probably need to say this on every call. If there's something we're saying that we shouldn't yeah. be saying or is incorrect, you've got to tell us this, right? That's but right. But at the yeah. same time, you know, we we... We, our job, we sit between our customers and the vendors and the vendors are really important to us. And Oracle NetSuite, we have a great relationship there. We have great relationships with a lot, but right. you know, over the years, it's been a, it's been a really good partner for us. Again, they don't give us a dime. They do give us food. Anybody mm-hmm. can always send us food and tumblers apparently and sweatshirts, <laughs> um, but no, That's but right. seriously, you know, being independent objective, um, what you need to do for our firm if you're a vendor, is just support the hell out of our clients and do everything possible to make them a success. That's it. There's no more secrets than that. And so we really appreciate it when a vendor, and I think NetSuite's done a good job of that over the years too. Keep it up. Yep. You know, it's hard when you get bigger and you get a lot more new people. It's hard to continue to do that. I mean, it's anyway, it's, it's a huge organization. But there's key people that keep that going and, and we love that and really appreciate that, especially from, from NetSuite. For sure. So thank you, Sean. Welcome. Thank you. And everyone, thank you again for joining us today. Um, Please let us know if you have any questions. We're happy to help in any way we can. Call us, email us, um, whatever works best for you. We're happy to help. Uh, Be sure to join us for our next webinar scheduled for Thursday, August 18th, a roadmap to ERP selection. We will help cut through the clutter and provide a guide to navigating ERP selections. Please go to our website, erpadvisorsgroup.com for more details and to register. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software advisory firms. ERP Advisors Group advises mid to large size businesses on selecting and implementing business applications from enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, uh, human capital management, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equates to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. This has been the ERP Advisor. Thank you again for joining us. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software consulting firms, advising mid to large sized businesses on selecting and implementing business applications, including ERP, CRM, HCM, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. This has been the ERP Advisor.